This is Kim Davis and welcome to another one-on-one podcast. And today I have with me Eric Rickardan, who's VP of Programmatic Strategy for Intermarkets. Welcome. Thank you. It's uh, great to be with you, Kim. Now, I think we should start by setting the stage a little bit. Intermarkets is very much about programmatic, but tell me a bit about where the company came from, your your scope, who, who, what your market is, just some background. Sure. Um, it's very exciting uh, times for us right now. We're about to celebrate our 20th anniversary, wow. uh, and we've been an Inc. 5000 seven-time winner. Uh, just got voted into AdAge's top places uh, to work in 2016. Uh, we're really proud of all that, and uh, when you think about being in you know digital advertising for nearly 20 years, uh, there's not a lot of folks that uh, that, that can say um, you know they've been operating and um, and you know for, for for such a long period of time. So, uh, but our, our 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 mission and what we do is to ultimately monetize and uh, and serve as sort of the business arm for our, our great portfolio of publishers. Um, you know, we've got about 13 sites. Uh, we reach about 30 million uh, uniques every single month and deliver about a billion page views. So we, we bring to the market one of the largest U.S. audiences for advertisers today. That's interesting because you say 13 sites. And I guess when I think of programmatic, perhaps wrongly, I think of uh, pushing out inventory to countless websites. But you've got a fairly finite universe there. Absolutely. So for us... Uh, you know, most of our, our sites really fall into news and information mm-hmm. and also opinion analysis and commentary. And those are really sort of the, 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 the breakouts there. Um, and we have some entertainment sites as well. But, uh, you know, when we're working with advertisers uh, today, they're, they're looking for very specific audiences. And that's a pretty good, robust audience to be able to, to, to figure that out. And programmatic um, doesn't always require large scale. However, mm-hmm. it certainly does um, you know, make it a lot easier for an advertiser to, to be able to, to create a meaningful spend or plan to buy. Uh, if, if you're too small, sometimes you just miss, you just miss the buy. But that's where we leverage the, the scale of the portfolio to, to help our advertisers today. And a, a lot of people I, um, you know, really uh, have been you know, reaching these great audiences for, for quite some time. You know, we're, we're fortunate we have really established URLs and, and great audiences you know, in, a, in, a, in a world where people are trying to figure out what's premium and what's quality. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, you know, one of our publishers, we have, we have a 90% direct site-navigated audience. And this helps buyers understand, you know, a portion of what premium means. You know, do you have a dedicated readership and a loyal, you know, audience? Because uh, they got a lot of other sites to figure out who's who and what's what, right? Okay. So just to be sure our listeners are keeping up with us, when you say 90% site, just yeah, repeat that for me. Sure, yeah. Explain what that means. Yeah, sure. So, you know, uh, or pardon me, audiences can find their way into content in a lot of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, most publishers today have a good media mix or a good mix of attracting readers or sort of pull and a push sort of strategy. Mm-hmm. So pushing their content out through newsletters or through, yeah. uh, you know, sponsored content or things like that. And then also they have an organic sort of readership that comes to them uh, every single day, usually by just sort of either you know, going directly to their site, yeah. or maybe they've got it uh, installed as an app on, on their phone or wherever it may be. But for us, uh, you know, th- that's where you know we, we really stand out in having this dedicated, loyal audience that comes directly to us. 
and uh, the, you know that, that's you know at about eighty eight to ninety percent every single month. Right. Most publishers actually uh, hover around the forty to fifty percent mark. You know, so that just once again sort of proves you know just the value of, of, of the readers, and 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 that that creates a different experience. You know, when you mm-hmm. when you have a you know great sort of user experience and a loyal you know audience base, then an advertiser can do different things, right? They can communicate you know with that audience in a different way. It's it's interesting. You say you say come to us, but what you mean, I guess, is come to that finite universe of premium quality sites which you're serving absolutely yeah yeah and and i think that's one of the hardest things for a publisher to do today is actually you know attract a a loyal audience you know there's a lot of media fragmentation attention spans are shorter right i mean we're we're our our eye hand coordination is faster than ever and we want to consume the content in a matter of you know seconds you know so Mm -hmm. um you know this this is something that a lot of publishers are are aware of but you know everyone's you know moving to attention based sort of metrics right you know how do you measure uh, a visit and the quality of that visit? Is it pages consumed? Is it two to three pages? Is it you know five minutes on your site? Um, you know th- those things. You know nowadays it's 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 really hard to develop more than two uh, pages that somebody consumes on your site. Right. Literally, and 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 uh, people just have more choices today uh, now now than ever to be able to you know find interesting content. It's a very curious environment, isn't it? Because. Obviously, it's not just BuzzFeed anymore. Yeah. From the New York Times to whoever you want to, whoever you want to talk about, their content doesn't just live at their website. It lives on Facebook. It lives on Twitter. It lives in all kinds of places. So, and as you say, readers or users will select what they want to read from all these channels. And what the publishers you're serving want is that whatever channel they're they're on, they keep on choosing. The content from those publishers. Yeah, you hit it right on the head, Kim. It's it's amazing, um, you know how you know a, a publisher can value the visits, you know, and, yeah. and and it's all valuable, right? You know, and and, and I think what's interesting is that you know publishers are happy when when you know the reader the readers and the audience are, are happy consuming their content, and it's been exciting to, to see that develop, yes. you know, because uh, there used to be just traditional ways, you know, come in this way only, right? And and now the the, the reality is there's value across all of that. And so, and then it's, I think it's exciting for content producers as well because now they have more outlets to distribute, you know, this content. Right? It's no longer just a newsstand, yeah. right? And then you have, you know, multiple ways to, to deliver that and actually attract new readers, right? Yeah. And so, serve your loyal audience and then attract new readers. It's yeah. a great mix. Okay, let's let's talk about the, um, if you like, the economics of this because I've had some guests on this podcast saying the problem with programmatic is that. There's only a limited audience out there. Uh, the ads are being sprayed out at a huge rate, and the value for the publishers is going down because the, the ads are just getting cheaper and cheaper. It sounds like that's not so much a problem for your business model where you have you know, a limited number of sites you're serving, but what's your reaction to that generally? Yeah, you know, I think uh, that you know, we, we, we're experiencing something very different, and, and this is where... Uh, actually, you know, the, the evolution of programmatic as a whole, and we'll be specific about those, those sort of channels here in a sec, but uh, it, it's actually changed quite a bit, and you can actually, uh, maybe I, I would say some of those comments were true in the early days. When I say the right. early days, it was, you know, uh, some of the ad networks sort of, you know, taking uh, publisher audiences out at scale and, and really not making it clear for a buyer 
and the seller to be able to really extract the, 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 the most out of the, the appropriate pricing. Yeah. And so it was cheap and it was commoditized. But, but the reality is that, you know, over the past, you know, four or five years, you've seen an evolution of, uh, number one, buyers wanting to understand where they're spending their media, yes. good, and, and sellers looking to understand, like, how their inventory is being marketed, Right. And where we are today is actually in a very different place. And it's a very exciting time because what we've found is that, you know, programmatic is is utility in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's a way to buy and sell media using, you know, auto, it's automating the processes, which are just, you know, redundant and just old and, and, and manual, and applying data, right? And then applying, you know, usually the advertiser's data or the publisher's data to improve the overall results, right? But what you're able to do now is actually, you know, deliver premium price points. So right. we're not talking about the days of commoditized sort of $0.75 cents or $1.50. You're moving it up uh, substantially. But this is because buyers are looking to be more selective about where they're spending their media. Yes. And, uh, and, and I, we think that's a good thing. Uh, publishers are also sort of taking back the control. And same with the buyer. Buyers and sellers want choice. They want control. They want quality. And, and that's where, you know, a lot of that was uh, sort of lost in the middle. Yeah. You know, we think of the sort of Lumascape and the advertising ecosystem, a lot of intermediaries. But the reality is both buyer and seller still need tech in the middle to facilitate yeah. that. And that's okay. We do that in a lot of different areas of our life already. I mean, look at what happened with NASDAQ, right, with travel. You, know, you take all you take all of these sorts of, you know, great examples in our life. It's the same thing with advertising. Yes. So, But what's interesting is that, you know, Programmatic still requires humans, still requires people to interface. You know, you're just utilizing the, the technologies to be able to facilitate better deals. So what we're experiencing in a lot of other top quality publishers is actually quite the opposite, where programmatic and a traditional sort of direct sale, which used to, programmatic used to sit below that, yeah. uh, it needs to actually sit alongside it and, and compete with it because... What people don't realize is that the way ads are served and the technology utilized to do that hasn't really progressed. Right. Therefore, you sort of set up campaigns in a sort of dumb way, if you will, right? <laughs> yeah. And what programmatic helps both the buyer and seller to do is extract the premium and find exactly what they're looking for and then actually be paid appropriately for it and then also, you know, find exactly what they want and sort of sift through what they don't. Right. But there is, isn't there, still a kind of a lower end of the market, isn't there? Sure. There are There are brands buying ad inventory out there and... I believe they don't know where their ads are ending up. Sure, We've done some investigations yeah, here. And you find some really good brands, some very solid brands, and their ads show up some weird websites in some very strange contexts. Yeah. And you can only think they're not keeping an eye on that. Yeah, what's interesting is, uh, so there's there's still a couple of levels in the market, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the open marketplace where, you know, the, the agency or the buyer or the platform, you know, is, is looking to do different things. They yeah. want to spend low. Yeah. but cast a wide net. Yeah. And that is meant to prospect. That is meant to sort of, you know, find maybe folks you don't know or don't know your brand. And, right, so you, you, it's, it's, it's like a sort of larger sort of, like I said, net that you cast out. Right. And then now you have a premium where you cast out a smaller net but only catch what you want, you know. And, 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 and that's where, you know, you still see a lot of open market sort of buying happening. But a lot of that's being condensed already as well. But I also think what's interesting is that, you know, for advertisers and, and for brands and for marketers, 
you know, the, really understanding who their customer is, I think sometimes they're surprised by that, right? With the, the, with all of the targeting that's that's uh, that's available yeah. and remarketing and retargeting, and it's all based on data and browser behavior, where you're going, right. your displayed interest. You have a profile that essentially, you know, and I think sometimes it's surprising for a brand that maybe the you know their 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 audience or, or pardon me their 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 target market may be around maybe content they you know didn't necessarily think it would be around, but but is the ad effective? Right yeah. is is your is your end user engaging with your brand, learning about your product, booking a hotel room, you know, traveling, whatever it may be. Um, but you know, no, there's certainly a, a a call to understanding exactly where uh, where that can you know where you're spending your money, and that's why you've seen the evolution of private deals, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you, you say, hey, you know, I'm interested in your audience, so let's do a private marketplace deal or let's do a private direct deal or even the evolution of, like, let's say, header integrations or header bidding. <laughs> um, you know, we call them integrations because it's a, it's a ton of work from yeah. the ops and dev side, but it brings great clarity to the marketplace and understanding exactly where you're spending your money, and that's only continuing to grow. That's great. I, I'm glad you mentioned header bidding because we have an article coming up <laughs> on that, so everyone should look out for that. That's, co- that's coming soon. Um, so you're, you are in the personalization targeting game as well. If I go to one of the websites, um, you, which is part of your, mm-hmm. your universe, I'm going to see ads which reflect what you've picked up about my behavior, my browser activity, and so on. In other words, they're going to be targeted at me. Yeah, a lot of the technology we use, you know, and the buyers are, but first, you know, it's, it's really more driven by the buy side. Mm-hmm. So a buyer now today, which is great, can load their data into a interface, if you will, right, and load it in and say, hey, you know, into a technology and say, I'm interested in reaching these specific sort of, like, you know, qualities or, or, yeah. or, or, or behaviors in a user. So most of that actually happens from the buy side, utilizing, uh, let's say, a demand side platform or technology to execute all that. Uh, but that's great because now you can figure out where you want to buy and then also bring those attributes that make most sense yeah. you know, for that. And then for us, we try to, you know, we, we deliver the same readers, you know, or new readers. Yes. And hopefully that makes the match that they want. So it's really less about us sort of like, you know, using the, the browser behavior, but more about the technology that actually helps to connect all of that. And, uh, and I will say that that's really helped uh, the advertising to be more successful in the form of response, mm-hmm. in the form of, you know, brand lift and, and a number of, of, of great metrics. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's where you're starting to see also an evolution of how data is utilized. And I'll be specific, you know, before it was more sort of third-party based, which is yes, important, yes. right? So uh, that's all great data. Um, but you started to see less of a lift with the third party because yes. it became a little bit more commoditized. And this is where you see brands and advertisers and really smart marketers using their own data, yeah. right? And the, and the marketers is, is typically not a marketer, right? They have a marketing department there. They need a partner to help activate that data. And they sit on a ton of great data. Yes. And that could be subscriber-based. That could be, you know, a, a sort of paid, you know, customer-based, whatever it is. But that's where buyers are saying, hey, if I can use my data in real time, and I can automate the process, mm-hmm. I will pay you a premium. And that is really where you've seen the evolution of programmatic start to you know, move into premiums, and, and, and that's very healthy and continues to grow, and we're excited for that. And uh, as far as intermarkets is concerned, are you taking the data which the publishers offer you and 
as you say, activating a phone? Um, yeah, not, not as not so much. Like, there's a lot of companies that have you know deep subscriber data. Okay. So, like, let's say you're a traditional print company and you want to activate uh, your subscriber data that way. Um, but then not, not so much us. I, we really believe that uh, you know the data because the buyers you know have been public about this, right? Okay. They said yeah. this. Hey, you know, let us use our data. We'll pay you more, like I just said, <laughs> and help us to facilitate that as much as we can. And in turn, we'll, we'll pay you a premium. And, you know, as publishers, we have to listen. Yeah. You yeah. know, and the publishers, we have to we, we have to think about what our buyers' needs are. We've had a lot of time of just thinking about right. us and me, yeah. me, me, yeah. me, me. Now it's really about, you know, um, helping your, your partner. What good is your relationship if you don't, you know, sort of, you know, work with each other on things? And then that's where, uh, you know, you can actually have very productive conversations with your buy side partners, and really something that got kind of lost a- along the past like four or five years for a lot of folks. Yeah. Um, not for us, you know. We've always sort of been on that on, on that sort of leading edge there, making sure that we are you know front and center there. It's our responsibility to be progressive, you know, on behalf of our, our publisher brands. Um, I'm, you know, I, I tell you, if, you, if you're doing the same thing you were doing, you know, in terms of sort of buying and selling, uh, you know, ten years ago or five years ago, you're yes. in trouble. <laughs> that, that, that's true. I think whatever aspect of market that's advertising true. we're looking at. Okay, well, running out of time, it always goes so fast. I just want to finish up by looking at some stats. Um, so your your portfolio generates close to a billion page views, reaches more than fifty million unique visitors every month. So it's it's a big audience. It is it? a big audience. We're we're fortunate. Um, you know, we have a, a great, dedicated, loyal audience, and and we're able to help our, our buy side partners find, uh, you know, the end user. Right. You know, our our, our readers, they you know want to travel. They've got time. They've got money. Yeah. They drive cars. Um, and, and, you know, we work with a lot of different partnerships that are even outside of just sort of branding and awareness. We work with a ton of uh, great advertisers that are really looking to convert, right, you know, yeah, on, on yeah. something. So can you book that hotel room, right? Can you fill up that shopping cart, right? And then can you move to a transaction process where, you know, somebody's buying, you know, a shirt or a suit or or, uh, or whatever it is they're interested in. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited. We bring a, a great audience to the marketplace, and, uh, and then the future looks bright. So, okay. Like well, Eric, you've given us, uh, like, another whole perspective on programmatic. There are so many different perspectives on all these topics. So I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for, thanks for having us, Kim. And everyone, look out for the next one-on-one podcast.